Hello and welcome to, I guess, a different spin on one of our regular series, The Best of Fives. My name is Dave and I am here with my co-host of Seinfeld and Character, Jack. Hello. And this was your idea, Jack. We uh, yeah have some time to kill. And usually on The Best of Fives, we count up the best five in something. You wanted to do franchises, but rather than just do it as a list... Uh, Grade, rate, yeah. rate them, grade them, average the scores. A lot of math involved. Like seriously, man. Well, it's just averaging. You can do it. Use a calculator. You'll be fine. Oh, I did. Okay. So, before we even get to that, I would like to point out on neozaz.com there is a series that deals with movie franchises, seeing whether they should have continued, maybe should have lasted longer. It's called Sequel Harder, and its hosts are Dave and Eric. They have several episodes on lots of different franchises. I actually won't mention them in case we are about to mention them here today. Right. But uh, they have quite a few episodes on the franchises that you're probably thinking of. And uh, they go through them one by one, kind of discuss them, where they went off the rails, which most of them Really do, at, frankly. At one point, eventually, yeah. And uh, it's a really good show on neozaz.com. So if you're into movie franchises, check out Sequel Harder. All right, Jack. So you came up with... What is the criteria? Well, I know on the Grady's, you often will rate your movie on a scale of 5. On this, we did a scale of 10 because it allows... For some movie franchises, there's movies upon movies in that. And so to differentiate between the movies, a scale of 10... Makes that a little bit easier. So we basically just rated each movie in whatever franchise we wanted, and then added up all the totals, divided by however many movies there are to find our average, and there you go. Nice use of differentiate. Differentiate. Well, well, well done. Thank you. And your other criteria that it it must be at least three films yes. long of the franchise. No two movie. I wouldn't call it two movie franchise. Just a movie and its sequel. Okay. All right, so I did 16 that I even thought were worthy of rating because mm-hmm. there are other franchises that I like a lot. Maybe they started out great and went totally off the rails that I didn't even bother rating because I knew yeah. their numbers weren't going to add up. So how many did you do, do in total? I had about 10 legitimate ones, and then I have a bunch that I can kind of just come up with on the fly, ones that I think you might have done, and I have some... Like you were saying, like some of the ones that like definitely aren't going to make it. I wrote down some of the ones that definitely aren't going to make it just to see how low they'd be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, let's see. Do you want to end with your highest one? Yes. All right. I'll end with my highest one also. Okay. So I'll go first with my lowest to start. Okay. Okay. And and this is, like I said, lowest that I even would would grant a score. All right. Because I didn't do something like the Friday the 13th series because 1 and 2 I really like a lot. By the time you get to Jason Part Pi, I'm not rating those. Yeah. Okay? You know what I'm saying? All right. My lowest score rated is the Star Wars franchise. Of my legitimate ones, mine was also the Star Wars franchise. What was your average rating for Star Wars? I'll explain how I did it. I didn't necessarily rate my movies just... I mean, obviously, I rated them on quality, but I kept a close-minded scenario of it in that I only rated them against the other movies in the 
franchise. I wouldn't think about other movies that I'm comparing them to. Okay. So some of these are actually lower than I probably would give if I was rating it just individually. Mm-hmm. But for the purpose of it, my total average is a 5.7. <laughs> That's really low. Yeah. Mine was a 6.78. All right. Uh, I had three tens, and that was the original trilogy. See, I rated mine differently. I did it based on Empire Strikes Back is the, is the best, which is a ten. A New Hope is a nine. Return of the Jedi is an eight. Okay. To differentiate. All right. Well, that's okay. In either way, it worked out because that franchise does not hold up. No. I had three tens, and then my next highest score was a six. No, it was a seven, which is episode three. I also gave episode three a seven. Okay, so our scores are, although the, the number ended up the a little bit different, it's uh, it's about the same. My next what low... What was your lowest? My, my lowest? Yeah. Episodes two and eight both got a four. All right. I gave Last Jedi a two. <laughs> <laughs> I originally gave it a one, but then I guess there was some redeeming qualities in it. Well, that was nice of you. Yeah, I th- I was being courteous. Be Chewbacca. Courteous. Chewbacca gives it a point. Okay. Milking takes away at seven. So Star Wars at least got a rating, I yeah. guess. <laughs> All right. Listen to Star Wars in character on Neo Zez for more. My next lowest was the Hangover series. All right. Part one, I give a 10. Part two, a four. And part three, a seven. Got a little better for a average score of seven. I'm sure you didn't do the Hangover series. I did not do the Hangover series. Um, I'll do another one since I have more than you. My next lowest score is the Die Hard franchise. Okay. 7.25 average. First one gets a 10. The second one gets an 8. The third one gets a 9. The fourth one gets a (laughs) 2, which I think is the lowest score I have on my page completely. Fourth gets it. What did the fifth get? Oh, my God, I didn't even... Fifth is worse, then. It's not going to make it. Okay, this will be even lower, because I'd give the fourth one a five, and then the fifth one a two. I totally forgot about (laughs) Live Free or Die Hard. I was was ready to just stampede straight to A Good Day to Die Hard to say, it's one of the worst pieces of garbage that's ever been put (laughs) on film. So this would actually be lower than a seven. So this would probably be lower... Than Star Wars, if I averaged yeah. it out, I mean, I'll average it out while you're giving yours. But right. I totally forgot about that movie. Let's see. Of my legitimate movies here, I did the Scream franchise, which is the only like horror thing I have on here because it's the only one I think I've seen every movie for. I gave Scream one a nine. I gave two a six. I gave three a three, which I feel like is being a little generous. It is generous. And then I gave four a seven, because four is pretty enjoyable, actually. Four is okay. So that averages out to a 6.25, which, does it hold up? I guess not. I don't know. What was the score? A 6.25. No, I think, think think of it like school. That would be just a passing. sixty-four. That'd be a sixty-four. Wait, though. are you passing? Yeah, you're passing. You're right. passing, but you're just passing by yeah. the the letter of the law. That's not a successful grade. If you get a D on yeah. something, some people will go, "Yay, I passed," but most people will go, "Crap, I got a D." Well, then there's a lot of C's in my list. I'll say that much. I'll take there's a, a C, lot of C's. But in fact, there's only one A. Yeah. There's only one A in my. I was a harsh grader, I guess. All right. So. Well, you can't be celebrating a sixty-four percent. Well, it was. So, it was actually a. 63 if you round up <laughs> so it's a little less okay then no for scream yeah my diehard average is out to 6.8 which still puts it two hundredths of a point ahead of star wars there you go 
So uh, what what a piece of garbage. These movies at the end. Justin Long saved it. He saved the franchise. That's right. Justin Long squeaked out a five <laughs> and uh, ends up at a 6.8. All right. My next lowest was The Hangover. I said that's a seven. After that, my next lowest was... My next lowest was the Iron Man trilogy. Oh, we did that differently. I did all of the Marvel movies. That's all okay. of the MC. All right, I can save that for a little later. Okay. I can give just my Iron Man ones, so I'll do that. Okay, I gave Iron Man 1 a 10, Iron Man 2 a 4, and Iron Man 3 an 8, because I really like Iron Man 3. All right. Averages out to a 7.33. So we'll give that a 73, and you just got a C, Tony Stark. Tony Stark would be very disappointed with a C. The guy yeah. was an overachiever. This is not a good score, and I would not say is a successful franchise. You wouldn't say a 73 is a success, successful franchise? No. Eh. Well, I ranked mine in coordination with the rest of the Marvel movies. So individually, maybe Iron Man, if I just did the Iron Man trilogy, it would have been higher. So... In reference to every MCU movie, I gave Iron Man 1 an 8, Iron Man 2 a 5, and Iron Man 3 a 7, which I am i can't do mental math. That averages out to probably about a 7-ish. I, I don't know. It's actually a little less than a 7. I can't do mental math. Hey, wait. 7, <laughs> 8, 7, and 5? No, that'd be uh, I don't know. I can't even think. All right. Not successful. Eh. Not successful. Successful. So it's just Iron Man 2 brings it down. Iron Man 2 brings it out. If that had just been Iron Man and Iron Man 3, successful franchise. It wouldn't be a franchise then. Okay. Well, according not, to our criteria. Not by your criteria. My next lowest, and I guess you're squeaking into successful at a 7.5 out of 10 or a 75%, is Toy Story. I did Toy Story, which was, I think I was a little more kind. So we'll see. Toy Story 1, 10. Toy Story 2, 10. Toy Story 3, 4. Toy Story 4, <laughs> 6. All right, I was being much more kind than you. What did you give it? Toy Story 1, 9. Toy Story 2, 10. Toy Story 3, 7. Toy Story 4, 8. Oh, my to God. To an 8.5 average total. My second highest okay. of any or, uh, uh, franchise. So that's very successful for you. Borderline successful for me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I... I've rewatched three. I agree with you. We have a similar opinion on three in that it's kind of a, it's a little much with the burning of the toys and the the whole being held captive and yeah, it's not as good. But there's a lot of good moments in the movie. Okay, I don't remember a single one of them. What, what about at the end when Andy gives away his toys and plays with them for one last time? Okay, you don't like that? Uh, no, uh. I don't want Andy giving away his toys. Why? Because they're Andy's. His name's on his boot. It's years later, though. I don't care. You hang on to them. I would have loved... He was going to get them back. Listen, this is what they should have done, okay? This is what Sequel Harder does. Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 are beautiful and perfect. Except for the animation of the dog. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. That's... that's, Well, it is of the time. That's just the, the time period. You wait now. Span 20 more years. And Andy's an adult, and Andy gives his toys to his own son. Yeah. That I would have been fine with. Not some random girly girl off the street. 
She wasn't just off the street. Come on. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Those toys need to stay in the family because you and I have already had this discussion when we were watching something Toy Story Mm -hmm. that there's a whole retconning of where Andy's dad is. I've heard that that's true. I've also heard that that's false. Well, Joe Ranft from the Toy Story franchise has confirmed all this. He's dead now. Yes, but the other people have denied it. All the other people have said that's not the case. If it's not the case, I'm happy with it because I think it's sweet. Because really what you're supposed to think, according to Ranft, is that those toys were Andy's dads who had passed away. Some of them, not all of them, obviously. Woody, right. Yeah, Woody. Because there's no way that kid would have that toy. It's not of his generation. That Mm -hmm. toy's a toy from the 50s. And that Andy's dad died. Yeah. And the house that they live in is really Andy's dad's house that he grew up in. Because if you look at the pictures on the wall up the stairs... There's pictures of Andy's dad, not Andy, because like, it looks a little different and stuff. He's got glasses or something like that. Right. right? Yeah. This is Andy's grandmother's house that they live in. And now it's just the mom and the two kids. She's a mm-hmm. single mom. She's a widow. Yeah. And that Woody doll was Andy's dad's. Um, it's sweet. The saddest part of that story is that According to Ranft or whatever, Woody thinks that Andy is Andy Sr. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even realize that it's the the son. That gets a little creepy. Yeah. Um, But that's why, and, and not, I mean, I know we're taking this very seriously and this is not even confirmed. But that's, I think, why I don't like, that was such a big part of your childhood. Yeah. And I know that it's not real, but you had... You had the Woody doll, and you used to carry around. I had around. a little Woody toy. It yeah. was exactly, it was it was sweet. So for Andy, who cared so much about these toys to just give them to some stranger, really made me mad, I guess. All right. So that's why, no. We, we can agree to disagree on that. No, Toy Story. Yeah. No, All bad right. Toy Story. Okay. My next highest is the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. I just rated that one about... Three seconds before we started, so yeah. All right, Curse of the Black Pearl, a 10. All right. With Dead Man Tell No Tales, 7. It's not called that. What's it called? Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest. Oh. Dead Man Tell No <laughs> Tales is the last one. Yes. At World's End, 8. Thought I got At a little World's better. End, 8? Yeah. On, what? On Stranger Tides, 8. Oh, my goodness. Dead this Man's is... Chest, 5. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, whatever. You were being very generous. I, I love those I didn't even average these. I gave one a nine. I give Dead Man's Chest a seven. I agree. I gave At World's End a five. Good. I gave whatever the fourth one's called, Stranger Tides, a six. And I gave Dead Man Tell No Tales a solid three. <laughs> that movie is really bad. I can't I can't sit through it. I love those movies. <sighs> They're great movies. No. The third one was great with all the pirates from all over the world. No, I didn't I didn't like it. Great, it great. Was, mm-hmm. I like it. Seven point six. I didn't even average mine because I didn't feel like it was worth it. Here, I'll quick do it. Pirates of the Caribbean, better than Toy Story. No. Yes. It's not. It's not. What are you talking about? I, I disagree. I like those movies a lot. I think they did a really mine good Mine is a job. six overall yeah, average. That's, that's, that's low. That's not good. No, that's low. That's a bad score. Mm-hmm. Also tied with Pirates of the Caribbean, the Mission Impossible series. I did do the Mission Impossible series. Mission Impossible, a 9. Mission Impossible 2, a 5. Mission Impossible 3, a 6. Then, 
Rebounds with Ghost Protocol, a 10. I think it's the best in the franchise. And the last one, Rogue Nation, an 8. That averages you missed, a, one. You, you missed another movie. What did I miss? Fallout. Fallout yeah. I never saw Fallout. So I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I didn't rate it. Um, I think it, it's a weird franchise because it started out fantastic, and then I think it got awful. Mm-hmm. And then when Brad Bird and J.J. Abrams come along, it resurrects. You add these extra cast members. Really, I think a solid franchise. I hope it keep, is. I hope they keep making them like forever until Tom Cruise like kills himself on a stunt. Yeah, doing something crazy, jumping off. Who knows what? Yeah. That's a 7.6 for me. Mine was a 7.5, so we were very similar. I gave 1 an 8, 2 a 5, 3 a 6, Ghost Protocol 9, Rogue Nation an 8, and then I gave Fallout also a 9. So that averages out to a 7.5. So we, right. we agreed pretty much entirely on that. If I had watched the last one and enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed the last couple, that might be one of my most successful franchises. There's, uh, I think some of the uh, fighting sequences in Fallout are some of the best in any movie I've really seen. Right. There's a whole. Have you ever seen any of the bathroom fight with him and Henry Cavill? Yeah, that's really well done. Like it, the stunts of it are pretty good. Not a lot of effects, mainly practical. It's uh, it's pretty good. So, all right. Well, I'm willing to say then from anything, and I will give Toy Story a passing by the skin of its teeth. And my on my list, anything with a 75 percent or higher is a successful franchise. All right. We'll put 75 percent for me the the line. So that would mean, so far, Toy Story, Pirates of the Caribbean, Mission Impossible, and my next one, with the next highest, a 7.67, is what people call the Dollars Trilogy. The Dollars Trilogy? What, what are you talking about? This is the trilogy of Westerns that Clint Eastwood did. Oh, okay. Uh, where he is known as... He has names in the movies, but it and it changes... But he's really supposed to be the same character. He yeah. is the man with no name. Yeah. And that's a fistful of dollars. I gave a seven. A few dollars more. Right? A seven yeah. for that. And the good, the bad, and the ugly gets a nine. That averages out to a 7.67. Uh, that's successful to me. All right. Let's see. My next highest. There's a few. All of mine are really pretty similar, like I said earlier, my ratings of them. And I saw I saw on your list here, you wrote Bond, and then you just wrote There's Too Many to Count. Yeah. I did the Daniel Craig Bond movies just by themselves. So oh, let's okay. see if you agree with me. I gave Casino Royale a 9, Quantum of Solace a 6, Skyfall a 9, and then Spectre a 6 also, which averages out to a 7.5 because they're the best Bond movies overall, even with some lower points overall. All I right. would say definitely the best Bond. If I was doing those, I'd give uh, Casino Royale a 9, uh, Quantum of Souls a 4, Skyfall a 10, it's the best Bond movie, and uh, Spectre a 6. So it probably averages out about the same. But I didn't bother doing that. There's too many to rate, and I knew it would never cut the mustard because you go from the highest of the highest to some real drivel that... Roger Moore dresses a clown. Roger, yeah. Roger Moore, the Roger Moore era brings down that entire <laughs> franchise, and then throw in a couple of odd ones here and there, like uh, uh, "Die Another Day." Is that Brosnan? That's parasailing. La- that's last Brosnan oh, with Halle yes. Berry. That's I, I can't even <laughs> begin to tell you how bad that movie is. 
I have not seen it start to finish because I didn't want to. All right. Bond's yeah. like a wave. It starts out great, and the guy gets older, and you get sick of him, and it goes down. And then yeah. they get a new one, and it's okay, and then you get sick of that guy. And then they get a new one, yeah. and it's Timothy Dalton, and everyone hates him, except for me. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's, let's why, get, that's why Lazenby was the best. Let's get Remington Steel. He only Steel. had one. He only had one, so he couldn't get any worse. So I didn't do Bond. All right. For that reason, like you said. My next highest is the Alien franchise. Alien was one that I wrote. Here's I wrote this in the thing. Didn't officially rank because I didn't see enough or care enough. Direct quote from my thing, and that was Alien, Predator, Terminator, Rambo. <laughs> I didn't rank any of them because I haven't seen some of these uh, like third or fourth installments of them, and I was just like, eh. Right. So Alien was one of them. And by doing Alien, I am eliminating the Alien versus Predator double shot. Okay. Because that would bring it down. That would bring it way down because they're both <laughs> they're both putrid, and I don't really consider them sequels in right. the Alien Side mythology. Point. Yeah. So that's Alien a ten, Aliens an eight, Alien three or Alien cubed a seven, Alien Resurrection a six, but then rebounding with both Prometheus and Covenant and eights. <laughs> Prometheus an eight? Prometheus is great. Oh no. It's so great. You're the only one that ranks these movies as high as you do. I love that movie. They're fine, but oh. that's a seven point eight three. That's a successful franchise. Mm. Would you also just say Terminator? Forget Terminator. Yeah. It's one a, and two, great. Rest don't even It's one bother. and two and then falling off a cliff. Yeah, it's it's bad. So I didn't even bother rating that. All right. We're, get, we're, we're creeping closer, and at this point, everything that I have is an eight or higher. So I now, still got some sevens. Rattle off your here. sevens while well, we're... Well, I want to discuss some of these. I was being very generous towards this franchise, and that was Back to the Future. I mean, obviously, Back to the Future is a ten. I gave Back to the Future Part 2 a seven, mm-hmm. and I gave Part 3 a, a six, which averages out to a 7.7. 7. I don't know if those... Two and three are actually that good, but I enjoy them a lot. So I, I didn't even do Back to the yeah. Future. <laughs> I, I think 7.7 7 average is pretty fair for Back it. Back to the Future 3 is better than Back to the Future 2. I, th- I You might be right, but Back to the Future 2 is much more enjoyable to watch. It's, I will say it's, that much. It's not better, but it's more enjoyable? Yeah. Why? Just because of some of the, the aspects of it. Like, you get to see the future. That's just enjoyable to see. Like, sometimes seeing a bad movie is good, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Back to the Future 3, it's kind of like, when is this going to end? No, Back to the Future 3, I like. I, I like think all three Back of them. Back to the Future 3 follows too many of the tropes that they created for characters. Like, apparently, Marty McFly's entire downfall being the fact that he hears the word chicken and he goes into a state of whatever that is. You know, it's. Mm. You're right. That is a huge problem. Because it isn't mentioned once in Back to the Future, which is the third greatest movie of all time. And now it's a major plot point. And it's just dumb. Yeah, it is. I just did mine. I can't believe I forgot Back to the Future. I gave it a 10, a 7, and an 8. It comes out to an 8.3. That was a little higher than mine. All right. All right. I have another one. This is I'm just going to rattle these all off because I did all the MCU movies. There are 23. Oh, God. Get ready for this. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? And like I said, like I ranked them based off of the movies. So individually, some of them might have been higher. 
Some of them might have been lower. But considering the whole franchise, here we go. Iron Man 1, 8. Incredible Hulk, 6. Iron Man 2, 5. Thor, 7. Captain America First Avenger, 8. Avengers, 9. Iron Man 3, 7. Thor, The Dark World, uh, 6. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier gets a 10. Guardians of the Galaxy, 9. Avengers Age of Ultron, 6. Ant-Man, 8. Captain America Civil War, 8. Doctor Strange, 7. Guardians of the Galaxy, 2, 7. Spider-Man Homecoming, 8. Thor Ragnarok, 9. Black Panther, 7. Avengers Infinity War, 8. Uh, Ant-Man 2, 7, Captain Marvel, 6, Avengers Endgame, also a 10, and Spider-Man Far From Home, an 8, which averages out to a 7.6 overall, and I consider it, well, clearly commercially successful, but also critically, in my mind, a successful franchise. Okay. Well, that's a lot. It was a lot. I broke it up. You did it all. (laughs) Yes. Because some of those things I haven't seen. Yeah, I know you haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen Black Panther and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Okay. Well, that leads into my number six. This is, in my opinion, the sixth most successful franchise. Well, with adding Back to the Future, this is a little off now. But it is the Thor trilogy itself. The Thor trilogy? All right. The first one I give a nine. The Dark World a seven. Ragnarok an eight. That averages out to an eight. Wow, that was also generous. Thor, the Thor trilogy, mm. I think, is the best standalone standalone story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why? It's funny. For the Dark World, that's so not great. You know why it's great? It's not. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, he's great. And then uh, Stellan Skarsgård's running around in his underpants for half that movie. Thor mixes the comedy pretty well with the other stuff because when you think about it I remember when they said they were going to start making these movies and they start with Iron Man everybody loves Iron Man and it's yeah. it's fantastic it's one of the greatest superhero movies ever or not even just superhero movies greatest yeah. movies and then I remember even maybe talking to you or Chris from News Eyes and Tim and it's like how are they going to do Thor yeah like Thor is just so out there and crazy and strange and mythology and magic and what? How are they going to do that? And they did it. It's fine. I, I, this is another one where I think that I was maybe more critical than you of these or just that I didn't like them as much. But, uh, yeah, all right. I can't argue with it too much except that the Captain America trilogy is by far the best trilogy in all of them. Well, movies. I had never seen Civil War, so I can't rank that. Okay. Well, if you, I think once you do, you might agree with me, because those movies are phenomenal. They're, to me, by far the best trilogy. All right, what do you have next? Up next, let's see. I didn't number mine, which is part of this problem. This is one I know you didn't do, because I know you don't care about this in the slightest bit, but I rated all the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, I like those movies, but I they they all seem like one. They all seem like the same movie to me. That's part of all right. So I gave Fellowship of the Ring a nine, Two Towers a nine, Return of the King also a nine because they all are phenomenal. I know they are, but they're long. And if I'm gonna sit down to watch it, I gotta really buckle in and get ready just to watch a three hour walking movie and it it, <laughs> it it takes a little bit out of me the fact that it's long and that's basically why i took away but i also rated the hobbit movies with them so if you just do lord of the rings that averages to a nine average which would be possibly my highest but when you include the hobbit movies with it unexpected journey seven desolation of smaug six and five armies five that's a 7.5 overall average there was three of those hobbit movies there are three that's part of why they're not good oh my god that is a short book compared to the lord of the rings one 
and they stretch it out into three movies. Okay. Highlight Benedict Cumberbatch. There you go. By far. All right. Yeah, you're right. I did not do that. My next highest, and I know that this was covered on Sequel Harder because I was lucky enough to be asked to participate in this episode. It is the Rocky franchise. All right. Rocky gets an 8. Rocky 2, a 9. Rocky 3, a 10. Rocky 4, a 9. Rocky 5, a 5. Rocky Balboa, an 8. Creed, a 9. And Creed 2, a 7. Averages out to an 8.125. Very, we had very pretty successful. similar rankings. Uh, we had a few difference in, like, which was our favorite. My favorite Rocky movie is Rocky 2. So Rocky 2 gets a 10. I gave Rocky a 9. I gave Rocky 3 an 8. Rocky 4 gets a 7. Rocky 5 gets a 6. Is that generous? Maybe. But it's fun. Rocky Balboa I gave a 9. Because although it's a 60-year-old man fighting a current heavyweight contender... Sylvester Stallone gives, in my opinion, his greatest performance of all time. Do you agree? In Rocky Balboa? Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Okay. I that's, do agree. That's why I gave this, it a nine. The stuff at the beginning, mourning Adrian, is some of his best acting that he's ever mm-hmm. done. So I gave that a nine. I gave Creed an eight, and I gave Creed two a seven, and the that averages out to an eight overall. All right. So we're close. Yes. Okay. Where are we? I had two that came out to the same score. They are the Avengers. Okay. I just did the Avengers by itself. Part one, a 10. Age of Ultron, I thought, was complete garbage. It's not great. I gave it a six in mine. I gave it a five. All right. Infinity War 9, Endgame 10. All right. That averages out to an 8.5. It's one of the most successful on my list. That's an 85% approval rating, I guess you'll call it. Um if I were to ever watch those again, which I will, and now we have Disney Plus, we can watch this garbage whenever yeah. we want. Never ever will I watch Age of Ultron again. <laughs> but the uh, others, yeah. the others, watch them anytime they're on. Yeah, I we are. I didn't overall rate those like individually, but I'm assuming comes out to about the same average. Might have been a little bit lower, but I think it'd be over an eight. So, yeah. Okay, my other one, also with an 8.5, is The Hunger Games. I can't believe... What? I didn't even rate it because I didn't think it would even come close. That was one of the ones I wrote down. I was just like, good, but didn't care enough to write. Those movies are great. The I first two are. And I don't read. I don't read. Reading's a waste of time. Mm, okay. It's a complete waste of time. You know, uh, the, the people are making movies that have a better imagination than I do. I'm wait for to see what they, what they okay. come up with. Hunger Games, a nine. Catching Fire, a 9, and Both Mockingjay, an 8. Oh, that's that's high. I love those movies. I love those the story. Those last two. No. Those last two get a nice 6 in my book. I was one of these people. I never read those books, but I'm sitting there watching this, and at the end of them saying, what happens next? It almost made me want to read, which is a big deal. Oh, yeah. So I'm dying. When, when, when is the next installment coming out? Because I want to know what happens. I think they're really good. Comes out to an eight point five. I think it's very successful and well done. It's one of my highest ones. It's if my I third to, highest. If I had to rate it, I'd probably go a a nine or an eight for the first two, somewhere in that range, and then those last two are again a six in my book. So mine would be a lot lower than yours. All right, which would average out to about a seven and a half, probably. So I was satisfied fine. with that story. I was satisfied with the conclusion. Um, I thought it, it was is good. pretty triumphant. I'm surprised. I mean, I did these the other day, 
And I'm just I just went through the movies and then I yeah. averaged them. I'm shocked that I have it even on the page at Man. all, and sh- really shocked that it's that high. I think it's great. Those movies are carried by the acting. I feel more than anything, they got a lot of good actors to do some stuff that you wouldn't expect some people to do because of like the content of it. This dystopian world. I, I don't know. I didn't feel like I would see Philip Seymour Hoffman doing anything like that and having. Stanley Tucci in the eight gallons of makeup that he's in to do, you know, mm, right. like, I think all the performances in those movies are really good, which I think helps carry them. All right. How many do you have left? I didn't number them. I have, I think two or three more like legitimate ones written down here. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. I think I have three legitimate contenders still left here. All so right. I'll share my one. Cause I don't see it on your list. Go ahead. And that is, I did all the Harry Potter movies. Did you not? I did not because that I love those movies, but I have a hard time remembering what happened in which one. Okay. And you've read every single I, word of these big yes. books, so you know. I've read every book twice. I've also only read about You're crazy. 15 total books. You're crazy. So, well, these, these are the only books I like, you, really, yeah. and a few exceptions. So I gave Sorcerer's Stone a 7. I gave uh, Chamber of Secrets a 6. Prisoner of Azkaban gets an 8, Goblet of Fire gets an 8, Order of Phoenix gets an 8, and then Half-Blood Prince gets a 9, and then Deathly Hallows Part 1, 8, Deathly Hallows Part 2, 9, which averages out to a 7.9 overall average rating. So, pretty good in my book. I think, too, for something like that, for a, a longer film tr- franchise to have a higher score makes it more successful that is true. because they've had how many movies are Those there are eight, they're eight movies there's eight movies they have had way more opportunities to jump the rails and jump the shark and and ruin the franchise and yeah. the fact that they didn't and it's still that high of a score that means it's even more successful than something that just had three things yeah and was able to maintain it for three well they maintained it for eight yeah that's a well, they also deal. had source material to work off of for every single thing before J.K. Rowling just went on Twitter and changed everything, they had source material to work off of. And you don't include these... Uh, m- I did not include... What are they called? I guess I could have. Something Beasts. Fantastic Beast movies. I did not. I have not seen the second Fantastic Beast movie because it didn't look good. First one, uh, six maybe. I don't know. Well, that really is part of the franchise, isn't it? I guess it? it is, but I didn't rank What it. do they call their franchise? The Wizarding World? I yeah I guess the Wizarding World they all have names franchise thing like, yeah like the, I think that's what that one's known as maybe I don't even know I completely forgot about those movies I so. agree with everything you're saying I think your thing is incomplete if you're if yeah you're, if you're all not right. going to include those other two because I didn't include and I know that you didn't either reboots because no, I did not that's a whole the one that the reason that I asked you about how many should be included was really the Halloween franchise. Yeah. It wouldn't have ended up well anyway because those movies became really stupid in the mm. 90s with The Curse of Michael Myers and Paul Rudd one. And the one yeah. That, yeah, and then the one that uh, Buster Rhymes is in. You know like <laughs> they 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 became total schlock. But the first two Halloween movies, John Carpenter's Halloween movies, yes. that's a 10 and a 10. I give it a 9 and a 9. So yeah. So if it was that and and I know with this new one with Jamie Lee Curtis, they're disavowing anything that happened after the original Halloween, which I think is stupid. Mm-hmm. I did like this new Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, but yeah. you can't ignore Halloween 2 to me because it's 
not only a worthy se- sequel. It's still John Carpenter. It's John Carpenter, and it's fantastic. All right. And Halloween 3 is actually it's actually a good movie. It just doesn't have anything to do with it. It's nothing to do with it. It just should have been called, you know, the, the Ballad of Silver Shamrock. Like, it shouldn't yeah. have had anything to do with Michael Myers. If you put that out as a standalone movie, Halloween 3 is a solid movie. All right. I don't um, think I've ever seen it. But then you get into the Rob Zombie garbage, uh, yeah. which I wouldn't include in the list, and I hate. But I hate. I, I. Rob Zombie, I guess, is talented at something. I'm not sure what it is. It certainly wasn't rebooting. His name. His <laughs> parents did a good job. It's a great name. Way to go, Mr. and Mrs. Zombie. You knocked <laughs> it out of the park on that one. Do you think that's his real name? No. Or do you think? Who do you think came up with it? I think he's just sitting there one day going. If I change my last name to Zombie, people yeah. might start giving me attention. Yeah, probably. And and when you think of it, it's not a really all that creative. No. I mean, he could have called himself Rob Vampire. You know, like, just, I don't know. I can't stand that garbage. That right. that movie was just torture and horror porn just to be shocking. Yeah. And I guess that's what he does. But don't do that to my favorite. All right. So, Your favorite horror movie. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, we didn't include anything like that. The one that I think you have left, I well, I, I see your list because it's in front of me here. We have the same number one, and we have the same number two, or mine's or my number three is your number two, mm-hmm. and that's the Indiana Jones movies. Right. How did you rate those? I gave, like I said, individually, I probably would have rated them a little higher, but if I'm basing the movies off themselves, Raiders of the Lost Ark gets a 10, uh, Temple of Doom gets an 8, and Last Crusade gets a nine, while Kingdom of the Crystal Skull gets a five. If I was ranking them individually, uh, Last Crusade would also get a ten, so maybe it would be a little bit higher. But if you're ranking it just based off the series and Raiders of Lost Arcs, obviously the best, I gave it an eight overall average. Okay, I see what you're saying because I I did it a little differently. Yeah, mine's Raiders ten, uh, Temple of Doom ten. Last Crusade, 10. Crystal Skull, 5. Yeah. Averages out to an 8.75. Okay. It's the second most successful thing here. And I'm not surprised because Mm -hmm. it's really my favorite thing. I I like it more than Star Wars. It's it's my favorite franchise. And then throw Star Wars and Back to the Future in the mix. And uh, I only do have one left, and that is my number one, which was the same as you, which is the reason why I thought of the list. I was sitting there, and I was thinking about movies trilogies and franchises and i thought about the dark knight trilogy and then it dawned on me that this is the greatest trilogy ever made and then i went and did the math like we just did and to me it confirms that the dark knight trilogy is the greatest franchise ever made as i give batman begins an eight the dark knight a ten the dark knight rises a nine which averages to a nine overall which is the greatest (laughs) franchise ever yeah, I I agree, and I didn't know that I agreed until you came up with this idea. Because I'm bat, our scores are almost some, the same. Batman Batman begins an eight, The Dark Knight a ten, The Dark Knight Rises a ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nine point three overall. It's the most successful franchise in my opinion yeah. as well. Um, I know there. I guess there are people that don't think The Dark Knight Rises is is as good. I think it's every bit as good as The Dark Knight. It's a little worse, but you can't say it's bad. It's a phenomenal movie. I think part of the difficulty of it is that it's going behind. It's coming after one of the most successful and critically acclaimed, not only comic book movies, just movies of all time, really. If you look on IMDb, The Dark Knight is the fourth 
highest rated movie of all time, behind Shawshank and The Godfathers Part 1 and 2, hmm. and then The Dark Knight. So, people everywhere agree that this movie's great. Yeah, it's it, it was hard uh, footsteps to follow, yeah. but I think they did it. The Christopher is that of a name, or is it just the Christopher just Nolan? The Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. In our opinion, is the greatest film franchise ever made. Well, what if you count E.T.? What are you talking e. about? E.T. the movie, E.T. the Universal Ride, <laughs> and E.T. the Xfinity commercial all gets a solid ten out of ten. You're nuts. That commercial. Oh. You're forgetting. Uh, Star, the the Star Wars appearance. Oh, that's right. His appearance in Phantom Menace. Yeah. As now, I changed my rating of Phantom Menace from a 3 to a 10. <laughs> Senator Greblegs. <laughs> Although that might not have been E.T. Yeah, it was but an it was, E.T. creature. It was his species. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his species is called. Who cares? <laughs> really. All right. And, and like I said, this was a lot of fun. We'd love to hear yours. So uh, post them on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Um, because people love to argue about this stuff, and it's really one of the fun things about rating these is somebody telling you that you're wrong. Opinions can't be wrong. Um, we say that all the time at Neo's As, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people are more than happy to tell us we're wrong. Yeah. But you're not. It's your opinion. We'd love to hear your opinion yeah. about some of the greatest ones. And like I said, I'll give it one more plug. Listen to Sequel Harder at neozaz.com. Some of the franchises they did, like I said, I was on the Rocky one. But they've done anything from The Matrix to RoboCop to The Godfather movies, the Austin Powers. Yeah. Um, they've done a lot. And they do off, often one-off things of uh, things they called failed sequels. Like, like the things they tried to make a series. Yeah. Like, like the Tom Cruise mummy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, did, they did the Brendan Fraser mummy as a yeah. series, as a actual franchise. But then I was just scanning one of the things was uh, the A-Team. With, oh yeah, <laughs> with, uh, Bradley Cooper, Bradley right? Cooper yeah. and Liam Neeson. That was supposed to be a franchise, and it was bailed on. Mystery yeah. Men. Like, there's been yeah. a lot of things that we're gonna make a franchise out of this. And the first one, you know, it lands in the crapper, yeah. and then all those plans go away. They do shows on those. Those are a lot of fun to listen to to see what you know the creators had in store. Yeah. I think part of it is that these companies go out and try and start like a how do you say, like, cinematic universe in their first movie. Which is, this is this is something I give a credit to the Marvel movies for. Obviously, they've always had ideas to make it a big expanded universe, but their main goal of it was, let's make this movie, maybe give a little tease or nothing hinted at at all towards a future one. And then they just eventually compiled them when things like, there's a, whatever you call the DC cinematic universe. I forget what it's called. I think that's what it's called. It's Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Wonder Woman, and then it's Justice League. It's there. And Aquaman. Well, Aquaman came after Justice League. Like, these, the only movies before were Batman vs. Superman and um, Man of Steel, I think. And okay. then all of a sudden, here's the team-up movie. You haven't seen these three characters before, but here they are now teaming up with you. So... So I think you're right. Everybody's trying to play catch up in the Marvel world, and yeah. it's really hard to do, um, including Star Wars now. Yeah. So this is fun though to talk about, and we'd love to hear what you think. And uh, if you like shows like this, go to neozes.com for not only movie talk but podcasts on anything you can think of. Really, especially in a time where we're all kind of 
sitting around not doing a whole lot and you can only watch so many episodes of uh, Tiger King that uh, you know maybe you want to sit and just sit on your porch and get yourself a beer and listen to something stupid well there's nothing stupider than the stuff on Neo's ass still waiting for Laverne and Shirley in character (laughs) who's gonna start it you oh no episode one who's episode one's focus Laverne no, you got I don't do- know the rest of the characters. Who are the two? Then why neighbors? do you suggest it? I don't know cuz it sounded funny in my mind. Okay. If I was quarterbacking Laverne and Shirley in character, there is no question that my first episode would be Carmine Ragusa, the big ragu. You know I go from rags to riches. So you're starting with the most prominent side character? I would you're just uh, it's Laverne and Shirley, dude. What do you, <laughs> it's not like the deep dive of Star Wars. Yeah. There was Mrs. Babish. There was mm-hmm. Lenny and Squiggy. Carmine Ragusa. And I think you're about there. That's uh, it? Uh, There's a lot of one-offs. Like, we do Seinfeld in character. How many ep- how many characters are there? They're in one episode. There's a ton of Seinfeld characters, though. I don't know about Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. You could do an episode on uh, Shirley's stuff. Uh, animal Boo Boo Kitty. That was my stuffed animal too. And uh, uh, milk and Pepsi. That's what Laverne used to drink. That sounds awful. It's not mainly because of the Pepsi. Well, you could do milk and Coke probably. You know, if you're sitting around with nothing to do and you have recording equipment and you want to steal this idea, please do. They're gonna use the same exact numbers we did. <laughs> really? Dark Knight comes on. Top, I mean, I mean Star Laverne and Shirley. I mean Laverne oh. and Shirley in character. So uh, listen to neozes.com for a lot of mindless garbage in what now is a pretty mindless existence for a lot of people. And uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, keep hanging on. All right. We'll see you next episode.